walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Melon, Beer Melon, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. You know, I don't know that I am a guy or we are a group that, that wants to run away from yesterday's game. You know, there's something to be learned from performances, particularly negative ones. And as I've mentioned, uh, it's cool to learn with the win. Uh, but nevertheless, there's still some things there to be learned. And so we like to we like to pause and dwell in it a little bit, if you will. Uh, we don't run away from it at all. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So welcome to the <laughs> locker room. Hey, gee, Beef, did you just hit puberty? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I think I threw out my lumbago dancing right. to Paul Simon. Yeah. Cut it out, man. Call I, me out. It's it's a great song. Uh, okay, but it's not exactly Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, baby. Yeah, you know? we listen to Born to Run every well, don't even Don't even go, because you go celebrate every day. Yeah. Every day you've gone celebrate, all yeah. right? Which I can understand. We do celebrate right. every day. Right, right, no right, question right. about it. But I got to tell you something. Paul Simon somehow doesn't grasp me is that 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 Donovan mellow yellow on your Walkman before a game you're going to go nose to nose with somebody. Well, I, hey, hey, Jake. <laughs> He's Jake. on the phone. He's oh, busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you you didn't like that song? No, I gotta say it it was fun. We got up and dancing, right? You right. know, we're having a little bit of fun here. Yeah, but uh, that's ugly in itself. That's a bad visual, so I, I retract so, uh, that. Why am I soft in the middle now? <laughs> How about that? You know, that's the that's where we're at, bud. You know, what I mean, we are old men. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But at the same time, we're still having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the locker room is now open, and we are getting ready for. The team, you want to say, it's kind of like Prince. Right. The artist formerly known as, the football team formerly known as. I mean, that's the way it kind of, the, the, was, the, the Washington the, football the, team. The Washington football team. Well, um, you know, one, one of the things that uh, Mike Tomlin said is that we don't want to run away uh, from this game last. Uh, no, uh, absolutely. Last, uh, on Wednesday. Right. Uh, you know, we want to, uh, we want to break you it about down. That? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, he's, uh, uh, he doesn't want to, uh, run away from it and he, he wants to teach. Absolutely. Right. He wants them to marinate in a right, little bit. Right. Right. You know, a lot of people, they sit there and they'll have like a stinker of a performance and it, it was in many right. ways. There were some great positives that came out of that game, Right. but there's a lot of, you Stinko. know, there was, and I got to believe I don't care what anybody says. As much as you are focused on the game and that game gets pushed back like three, four times, I'm sitting there in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, you're going to have an uneven performance. It's going to be – it's not even like you got to practice during that time. Right. You know, the Steelers only had one more practice, which was basically a walkthrough, than did 
um, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so in my mind, you know, they're virtually both teams, and and this is the point. You know, you hear a lot of guys going, you know, you don't need to practice as much. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, because that game is living proof. Right, of, right, you right, need to right, practice. right. You know, uh, and uh, there were so many drop passes. And there was so many not holes. Exactly. Uh, Think about it. You got at least seven drops, correct? Right, right, at, right. At the very least. Right. All right. And that tells you something about practice, the repetition. Right. You know, a lot of people practice. You know, practice. Practice. Allen Iverson. We're Alan talking Iverson. about practice. Yeah. You know, the one guy, and I know a lot of people are angry about the whole Antonio Brown situation, and, and forget all that part. This I do know. You got a young man like him come in from Central Michigan, and you and I both agreed he is maybe the hardest working, or certainly right. in the conversation of the hardest working practice players we have ever watched. Yeah, from the moment he steps on the practice field to the last moment he was on the practice field, and so he a, practiced hard at yeah. full speed. So A B uh, took the field. Like nobody saw him play. Absolutely, yeah. like Wayne Gretzky. Like yeah, a lot Wayne, of, yeah. And you think about Gordy House said that uh, about, about Wayne. Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. Now think about this because we used to watch Antonio Brown in between some of the series. Right. He would practice his releases on air like a karate master practicing, uh, you know, a kata. He would yeah. practice his moves, slapping hands and releases. Right. You know what I mean? So so was he into becoming the best he could be. And this is what I say about practice. That's why you have great players, and that's why you have regular players, and why you have less than great players. I mean, you watch how people practice. Practice is important. Yeah. And, you know, A.B., uh, I, I, I've uh, uh, taught him the split. Absolutely. The sweep. And the trap. You, which are hand movements to yeah. release off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Or we would use them in pass protection. Yeah. And he and and I, I you know, when I trapped him, he said, Ow <laughs> Well, you hit him in the forearms. Yeah. You know, the problem is you don't realize just how tender the forearms can be until you get trapped on him and you start punishing him on a daily basis. Right. Remember Sarge? Yeah. Sarge would kill us. Yeah. We would be like we'd be like our arms would be like <laughs> down by our knees, you know, yeah. like oh my goodness, my forearms and, and and everything just ache from getting hit so much. So when I when I was working with Barquis Ponzi, he said, I'm not I'm not gonna let you trap me anymore. <laughs> well, you know the thing about it is, you know, it is the dedication to being the best you can be. And uh, you can see from the tape last week that there was a lot of issues for people, especially the hand-eye coordination that results from catching the ball. Again, the reason I really started talk going on about Antonio was I remember his dedication to catching even uh, off the uh, at the end, you know, the machine, right? You know, and he would catch it and tuck it, catch it and tuck it, right. catch it. It was always catch and tuck, protect the ball, catch tuck, protect the ball, catch tuck, and he just was absolutely robotic about doing it over and over. And I think that sort of dedication to your craft is so necessary at the highest right. levels in the NFL. And I think we're going to start to see that. I think would would you be surprised to see Deontay spending uh time with the uh you know the uh throwing machine at the right. end there? The you jugs. Know, the jugs machine. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's he's going to jug out. He's going to yeah. be a juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> I would think. So, you know, uh, one one thing that A.B. did, every time he caught the ball, he'd run for the, 
touchdown. Yes, he yeah. would continue. James Conner did. Remember, Franco used to do that yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Franco would take a handoff at, at the on the twenty five yard line or thirty yard line, and he'd run all the way to the end zone. Right. You know, because he wanted to be habitual. Right. Big plays. Be it, be of the big play mindset. Keep that in your head. Right. Right. And, and so it's so very important. And Chuck said, uh, uh, "Franco, you're scoring a touchdown." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And and that's well, that was the mindset. Right. That's what the great ones have. What did Chuck always say? The great ones just did the fundamental things better yeah. than other guys. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about being a wonderkind. It wasn't about having all these great attributes for every guy that's great. It was about the fact that they did the basics better than other guys. And that you really respect. And I, I have to say that um, you know, we grew up in a time and time frame era where that was prevalent, right? You know, guys really, really did adhere to that and walk by that. Yeah, and and we we were punching every day, every day. Uh, yeah, you know, we were punching every day. We were uh, we were doing one on ones, and uh, we did one on ones after practice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we did one the way they did one on ones after practice. Right. I mean, when we did them. Right. That's like when uh, uh, our one on ones during practice were like live goal. Right, right. And right. the one thing about that, and which is good for you, and I can understand now today with the you know, salary cap and the squad yeah. limits and everything, you gotta be careful. But you know, for offensive linemen, one of the first things you gotta learn is not just the punch, but it's the recovery from right, the punch. Right. The second position. The first position is something you can work on over and over and over again. Right. But what happens after that first contact? Well, it turns into, if you're at the guard position, it's right. close quarter combat. It's like two fat guys wrestling. It's sumo right. wrestling. Yeah. Right. At tackle, it's more of a punch and move type affair. Right, right. So the fact is, um, for for offensive linemen, it's always about the secondary follow-up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, just as it is for the defensive rusher because they're on the other side of it. And, you know, uh, when uh, we uh, – when we got after uh, practice one on ones, we 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 once said, "Hey, Chili Bowl, can you give me a, a, a speed rush?" Uh, and uh, uh, Keith Willis, can you give me a power rush? Right, and mix it up and, and come at me and give it to me hard. Right, you know, don't don't you know, I'm not going to cheap shot you. You know, the way I will maybe in practice. Yeah, because then you're in front of the boys and it's. <laughs> It's a little bit different, uh, but uh, the fact is, after practice, you know, you copacetically come about and come together and work uh, on your craft. And uh, Greg Lloyd, can you give me a speed rush? Yeah, exactly. And Greg, Greg was great with that. He right. was he was fine with uh, you know helping out after right. and everything else. So that's what being a teammate is all about. That's and, what- and you know, we uh, gave the uh, defensive lineman. Uh, a look for the offensive lineman. No question. The, yeah. Absolutely. But it was always started with a headbutt. You know? yeah. yeah. Headbutt to get. Headbutt yeah. to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's the way it was. I saw on Facebook uh, the other day uh, somebody posted a card that Gary Dunn signed. Right. And it was it was the young Dunny. You know, yeah. oh, he was so funny. If anybody ever gets the opportunity to go down to the Florida Keys to the Ocean View. Oh, yeah, you got to go there. To sit with Gary Dunn and listen to his stories, I'm telling you what, it's worth the price of admission. Right. If there was one. He is the greatest storyteller ever. 
Remember how many times after a game we'd sit around and Dunny'd start with the stories and you sat there yeah. and laughed. And it was the same story you might have heard right. five times over, you know, in the you know, in the previous weeks. But it's hilariously funny because his facial expressions, his ability to tell the story was so funny. Yeah. And, and it just cracked you up. And he was telling stories of uh Steve Corson. Oh. Oh, man. You know, that's a guy I miss so I, I much. I miss Steve. Steve, yes. Uh, God bless him. Yeah, uh, he, he's, 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 he's with, with the Lord. Yes, he's he with is. the Lord. He's, you know, but he loved yeah, Jesus. You know, he does. He, he did. And, uh, the, <laughs> you know, I think about him protecting his dogs, you yeah. know, and that's what yeah. eventually led to his demise. Unfortunately, it, uh, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is... Um, knowing that we'll see him again, that's something yeah. that was comforting. But you know, at the same time, you say, Steve, let the dogs go. I yeah, mean, <laughs> let the dog go. It's, you know, uh, when he got sick, when he had cardiomyopathy. Yeah, you went and saw him in the hospital. I, I went and saw him in the hospital. And uh, I, I, I said, uh, See, Steve, do you know Jesus? He says, Yeah, I know yeah. Jesus, Touch. Yeah, he's all set. So. Yeah. We uh, we miss our teammates. Uh, you know, it's, it's David funny. Little, David yeah, Little, there's, Dan I think Turk. There's been a number of guys, yes, indeed. But you know, the fact is, Elsie um, Greenwood. Yeah, they're all all great guys. Dwight and White. I love them so much. Yeah, but uh, you know, now is now, and today is a day to rejoice in because right. you know what's coming up Monday. It's game time, baby. The Steelers right. are eleven and zero. And we have an opportunity. Five o'clock. Five o'clock start. You think about it. It's a Monday start, a rush hour start again. You know what I mean? We do well in rush hour. You know what I mean? It's a win. I mean, maybe it it wasn't, you know, a a glorious win on Wednesday, but on Monday is another opportunity to come out and uh, kind of rewrite your last performance, which that's what football is all about. You know, I want want a three o'clock. You like the three o'clock. You know the the so fact that, is, it sure beats a nine o'clock kickoff. Do you right. remember those days? Yeah. Oh my heavens. Yeah. You want to talk about a long day? Yeah. When we were rookies, do you remember how we'd be in the hotel and we're like, "Are you and kidding me?" There was no movies. No, there was nothing. There was we there was soap watch, operas. We had to watch soap operas. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah. Just watching soap and all the time your adrenaline is running and by the time you go to the stadium you're there what uh, we got there what eight o'clock no right. no we got there at seven six, seven thirty six on a nine o'clock six thirty okay six thirty i mean you're there for so long and it's like this ramp up and finally when you get to kickoff at 905 eastern right oh my heavens yeah. Suits, that's a long day when we got up we had uh uh, oh, we we would go get um, the uh, what was that the muffin? Um, uh, oh, that, that gum and I can't think of it. But the eggs and the, uh, the, the yeah, yeah. The, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll come back with more. It's Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. We'll be back after this.
Um, quick turnaround for us. Uh, last night, and I, outside, I outlined some points of dissatisfaction with our performance. Uh, because it is a short week, man, I think the urgency uh, needs to be felt, man. We got to make some quick adjustments and, and preparation, not only from a schematic standpoint, but the utilization of people and the preparing of those people. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, that song stunk. Oh, no way, baby. ACDC, the thunder. I, 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 it I, it I, totally kills Paul Simon. No, I'm sorry. it doesn't kill me. <laughs> hey, uh, Jake, do you like Paul Simon better than ACDC? Yeah, I can't compare them. They're different. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about football. We're not talking about How can you I say can be a broadcaster touch that you don't like Thunderstruck when this is the song that brings you guys at a commercial break every time on Sundays? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. that, buddy. All right. All right, Mr. Fivehead. All you right, take I, that. So uh, Mike Tomlin <laughs> said that he was going to make adjustments. How about this? Let me yeah. let me re-go over this. All yeah. right? I outlined, outlined some points of dissatisfaction. Boy, did he ever. Yeah. Right? He came up. He said, with our performance, because it's a short week, I think the urgency needs to be felt. Yeah. You know what he's talking about, right? Yeah. He's talking about, yeah, normally you get the 24-hour to, you know, kind of marinate and he goes, but we got to turn the page. Now, we're not running from our last performance. We got to remember and learn and, and, and derive what we can from it, but we've got to move forward and you got to have some urgency because you're talking about four days. Five days. Five days? My math. You know, I flunked math twice. So the fact is, whether four or five, four and a half... You know, was his, was his manager dead? Was he alive? You know, in like in Rocky. So right. the fact of the matter is you've got a very short time frame in which to right. turn this thing around. Yeah. So at this point in time, I think the fact is he came back and you could see he said, you know, we have to make some quick adjustments and preparation. Now, what are the quick adjustments? Well, catch, catch the ball better. Right. Quick adjustments. What about the fact that? Hello, Alex Highsmith. We're ringing your bell. Yeah. I think uh, somebody is going to make a um, big start on Monday. That would be the Highsmith. Um, you've got to make some schematic adjustments. Uh, that's going to be part of the offensive game planning, I'm sure. But you look at this Washington football team, and again, we've got the. I'm so. One good thing about it is we got it's a Monday game, right? So you and I can catch up on film. Have you been watching a, a bunch right, of film already? A little. I saw a little, but these guys, there's a lot of names that uh, I'm not real familiar with. Yeah. So you got to. I'm going to have to do a lot of digging this weekend here, right? You know, you know how good at research I am. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact is, Mike Tomlin is talking about the fact they've got to make some adjustments. Right. Well, there's also got to be rebounding in your skill set, which. You talked about with the fact that you can't have the drops. Right. Seven drops is way too, too many much. drops. Yeah. It's about eight too many. Uh, you know, when you look at this, and I, I look at um, as, as the Steelers are, are coming up for this game, one of the things you're going to have to be doing is these guys can run the ball. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The n number 24. At Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Antonio Gibson. He is a sharp he's, guy. He's great. Well, his last outing, I think, against the Cowboys, he went uh, for a buck fifteen. Yeah. So he's fully capable. But their offensive line, you know, they got some good people. Defensive line, these guys, they're going to fly around. Right. They've got a lot of high energy. They'll be coming after you. So 
it's going to be um, it's going to be a tough game. This is they're four and seven, but they've won two out of the last three of uh, Alex High, uh, Alex Smith starts. I'm I'm going to get that messed up. Alex yeah, Highsmith Al- Alex and Alex Smith. Smith. Yeah, we have Alex Highsmith. You know they have Alex Smith, the quarterback. Did you, did you see uh, the uh, video on Alex Smith's uh, rehab? No. Oh, I heard I heard man. it's really uh, amazing. How many surgeries do you have? Like 15, 18? 18. Okay. That's, wow. My goodness. I mean, he had staff and everything else, right? Right, right. right. Oh, that's just horrible. Uh, you look at that thing and you think to yourself, Gad Zooks, man, that, um, to be, have the determination to come back, was it three years? Yeah. Over the last three years to come back from 18 surgeries, get back out on the field. The one thing right. I did enjoy – his first start, like three or four weeks ago, they showed his family up in the stands. Yeah, his wife and his kids. Yeah. And I thought that's a big moment. Yeah, that's a great moment. And you know, one one of the things uh, a couple uh, a year ago, he was uh, uh, he was practicing with the uh, uh, the uh, frame that came out of his leg. Really? Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You mean like the like car crash victims? Yeah, they have yeah. that frame that yeah. that's, really it, 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 it was coming out of his leg. Wow! Oh, wow. that's kind of scary. Yeah. Now another guy that we got to talk about is of course Bud Dupree. We talked about Alex Highsmith, but Bud, you know, he was rushing the passer. I watched on Alex film. Smith. No, no. I mean, we got to talk about Bud Dupree. I said Alex Highsmith. We've oh, already yeah, talked yeah. about. Okay. But Al- now, see, you're going to get me all discombobulated, man. I'm like, going- well, I thought we were talking about Alex. <laughs> well, Smith. I didn't know. I thought we turned the page on that for a moment. Okay. Yeah. I got all uh, confused. All right. We're talking about Bud Dupree. Watched him on the film. Watched him. They said, and I, I saw in the paper they reported it was a non-contact injury. But I'm thinking. I watched Orlando Brown punch him yeah. going up the field, and he, his foot was in the air as he got punched, and went it destabilized him enough so that when he planted, that knee buckled right. awkwardly. Yeah, and that's such a shame because he went down on his face, and you could see he was pounding the turf in frustration. He knew right away. Look, I know what it's like. I've I've blown out my ACL. You hear a twang in your head. I mean that that tendon. You hear a, a twang in your head. I I heard a. I kid you not, I heard a twang. I mean, it went like a broken guitar string or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, you hear it in your head. I remember you knew immediately something was wrong. Right. I mean, it's not like you, you pull something or, you know, you, you break something. You knew that there, this was different than a bone break. This was different than a muscle pull. When that tendon goes, or that ligament, the ACL ligament, when that goes, that thing is, um, I mean, it just pops in the like I said, I don't care what anybody says, I could hear that in my head. Yeah. And when Chuck told me, he said, walk it off, I was like, no, this this is bad. Something bad happened. I yeah. don't know what it was, but something bad and, happened. And he, and he, and he said, uh, uh, you're not going to have to have surgery. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you're not going to have to have surgery. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you know, and, and uh, the reason he said that, because he wanted you to play. Yes. Well. I did have surgery, right. but I didn't have reconstructive. They just cut it out, they cut and it I out. did play 11 games that year. I mean, right. despite all that, I still played 11 games. So it was. Uh, it's yeah, a, I, I wanted you to play too. Well, I did too. I didn't want to be left behind. Yeah, I, I do. You know, you know, yeah. you sit out a year. Yeah, what am I yeah. going to do? I, I wanted you to. Uh, you, wait, what were you going to do if I wasn't there? Oh, uh, roomies. <laughs> If I wasn't there, what what, what happened? So R- I came back. I came Rumi. back for you, Chaluch. R- R- all right, that's right. I came yeah. back. Yeah. All right. So talking about Bud Dupree, he was came up the field. He buckled. Um, 
You know, you think about uh, Bud. You know, the thing, he, if you look at Bud's career, yeah. is he not the perfect example of what we say about a guy when he gets it? Yeah. You know what I mean? He was, what, the first-round draft pick yeah. back in 2015. His first couple of years weren't as productive as people would uh, want wanted him to be. Right. But starting with uh, just a couple of years ago, you know, he, about half of his sacks have come over the last two, you know, the last 27 games or yeah. so that he's played. The guy is just really, he's, it's an example of a guy that the light comes on. I get it. And man, he's just been playing terrific. Yeah. But uh, now he's uh, laid up. Well, now he's, yeah. And I, I, I'm afraid for him. You know, I don't know. I mean, this is a tough thing. And when he's going to become a free agent and we'll see how it all goes. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is Alex Highsmith now is the guy. And you know what it's like when the guy ahead of you goes down and you suddenly realize I, I, it's my time. It's my, my time. turn, you know, and here it is. Because you know what will happen. You know, I mean, if Alex Highsmith comes on and plays well, then Bud, you know, is going to find probably another place to play. Right. You know what I mean? Now, on the other hand, um, you, you know, if Bud – comes back and I'm sure he rehabs that great. I, I still think he's going to be a viable product in the open market, no doubt in my yeah. mind. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But certainly you think for Alex Highsmith right now, on 139 snaps, he's got a sack, an interception, 20 tackles, two passes of defense. Um, you know, this kid is a he's fifth year senior, as we, you know, talked right. about yesterday. The fact is he's a mature guy. He doesn't make mistakes over and over he's a guy that when he learns he learns well yeah he's he's smart he's a smart player you know he's one of those he's guys got a great at football iq there you go his his ability to manipulate the x's and o's in his gourd in the midst of uh, chaos is pretty high right you know and he and like you say you know he doesn't make the same mistake twice so this is an opportunity for him the washington football team is coming to town he's going to make a start that's got to be exciting if you're you know, if if you're Alex Highsmith, so uh, the left uh, tackle Moses, uh, what's his name? Moses. Yeah, Moses. There's Moses. some. Hold on, hold on. I got the uh, I got the lineup here. I think he's right Moses. <laughs> oh no! I hit the button and it went away. No, I hate that. I hate that, you know. Here's the thing. They put all these things on the computer and the phone and everything else now, the lineups and all that stuff. But the problem, it's not like, remember when they sent the books out? Yeah. You know, and you got the you, oh, nice paper and everything else. It's right there in front of you. Yeah. Now it's on your phone, and if you screw up, you press a button or something, and all of a sudden things go away. And it just went away. So the heck with them. All right, it's time to go to the phones because I can't figure this thing out. All right, let's go to Big John in Texas. Big John, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. We're doing fabulous, Big John. How are you? How are you doing, Big John? Oh, ready to see the game on Monday <laughs> afternoon again. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you, have you? Up. Well, now let me ask you: Have uh-huh. you marinated in the last game, the Baltimore game, enough? Are you ready to turn the page? Yes. Ten days is too long. Well, that was too uh, long from, yes, from the uh, Thanksgiving. Well, it was only six days past that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It felt like 10. Yeah. (laughs) I I get you. The only thing I missed was I was thinking about, well, let's do Thanksgiving over and kind of make it like, hey, this is the game that we should have had on Thanksgiving. But 
I'm oh, I get out, you. So. Okay, wait a minute. You're right, Big John. I, again, my mathematics are terrible. Right, yeah. You're talking about from the previous game. Yeah. So yes, I, yes. You, you're fine. Don't, hey, when it comes to math, don't listen to me. I need a fact checker. <laughs> yeah, I'm just convoluted too when I start talking about numbers. <laughs> well, that's why I played offensive line. I only had to count to four. Yeah. Yeah, the man in the trenches, much love and respect. Hey, uh, no, I just wanted to follow up and talk to you guys. I know uh, we got uh, Highsmith ready, but what's up with uh, Debo at the training facility getting checked out? Is there any truth to that? You know, uh, first of all, Bill Paris, who's a friend of ours and was his former agent, has said, well, nobody's talked to me about it. And uh, I, he seems to think, and there's a lot of uh, people that uh, concur that uh, you know Debo's just having fun with the. Not that he, could, you know, I, I will say this: he looks big. Oh, he's he's big and strong. You know, he stays in shape. I, I love, he works I, hard. I, I love that commercial where he tackles, where he tackles the, the guy. guy. I know. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. He still looks like he's in top form. Still, he's no question about happen. it. If anybody could do it, he could do it. He's done it once already. But right, um, I think the ship has sailed on that, and I think he's just having fun. Uh, you know, he well, was just an all-time great, no doubt about it. Yeah, and I know everybody still has some ill will because he went to the Patriots, but at the same time, too, I said if anybody gets welcome back, it's it's number ninety-two. So <laughs> I think he'd be but, welcome uh, no, back, just, no problem. I'm just ready for the game. Hopefully, you know everything works out. Uh, Connor, everybody, two is back, and hopefully, you know, are we gonna uh, are we gonna be a full strength and? Uh, I don't want to see another repeat of uh, Tomlin coming back and saying we 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 stunk up the place again. I just want us to go out and do good and uh, have a you know go to twelve and zero and uh, fly under the radar till Tampa. I got gotcha. you. Let's go. Here's the thing about you. it. And what's important is right now all the COVID stuff seems to be stabilized, yeah. at least yeah. between these two football teams. It's a go. I don't foresee any complications or problems. Right. That's a big difference between over 10 days going start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, you know, that sort of thing where you're yeah. in your mind you're progressing forward, pushing forward towards game yeah. time. So, yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck the rest of the way, guys. Y'all take care. Be safe. Tons are still, you know, prayers still going out to you, brother. We're I get, love, get through this time. Love y'all. Love you, Big John. Thank Thanks, you brother. for your prayers. God yes, bless you. Absolutely. God bless Thanks you. for calling in. Yeah, All right. In. All right, we're going to take a break. Yes, we are. And we're going to have Jim Wexel. Yes, we are. And what's he going to talk about? He's going to talk about Tripolamalo, the book. Absolutely, and it's a beauty. Yeah. And so we'll be right back. I, I, I read I read the forward. Well, thank you. I'm glad you read the forward. Try reading the first chapter, Yeah, Mr. Egghead. All right, we'll be back after this Dungeon Wolf in the Locker Room.
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Sometimes I feel like I'm tied to the whipping post. <laughs> that would be our next man up. Yeah, next guest. Yeah. That would be, of course, the great Jim Wexel joining us uh, from Steel City's Insider. I got a feeling, Wex, while you were writing that book. Jimmy. As long as it was going on, you felt like you were tied to the whipping post. Jimmy, I, I, I have a question to uh, for you. Uh, yep. When did uh, Troy... Uh, agree for you to write that book? Well, he doesn't have to agree. I don't know that we ever had an agreement. I, uh, I t- Somebody, Randy Bauman said tacit agreement. I guess right. tacit means when he tells his friends and his family, yeah, go ahead, call him back. <laughs> or when he tells me, tells me stories from the podium at a Super Bowl, you know, that are only good for a biography, but I mean, he, he didn't want to help. He didn't want to sit down for eight hours and talk about his family and his life. But what I think is, what I think is important is when he retired, who did he, who did he contact? You know, he did. He contacted you. He contacted me. Yeah. You know what? I, I did the first sit down with him in Pittsburgh too. So, I mean, I was uh, first to last. Absolutely. I I kept all the, (laughs) And, you know, anything that he said to me, thoughtful after a mob interview, I, I kept. And I, I used a lot of the stuff on uh, Steel City Insider, but most of that is behind the paywall. So a lot of it's not known to the general uh, public. But, um, yeah, I'm going through Whip Post right now. We'll <laughs> all the orders. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good thing. This is a good thing. Yeah. And, by the way, if you want to get this book, where do they contact you, huh? Come on. You know, the Steelers, the Steelers just, I, I asked the Steelers, I said, hey, where are you guys selling these books? Because some of these people might want some relief. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're staying up all night and, and we're, with the COVID, you can't sell them in stores. So you do it all through uh, mail. And right, family right. And was working for us, it would be coming to us. And my, the, the great postal workers of Irwin, Pennsylvania should be commended. <laughs> and they see me coming, uh, 200 more books, you know. So, uh, uh, and what did I, hey, what did I tell you yesterday about your dear daughter? Right? Yeah. You know, I My said your daughter's helping out. That's know? right. And you tell her, hey, this is going to help pay for your wedding someday. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> going to pay for your education. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, um, how better was Troy uh, when he left the Steelers? He was pretty upset. Yeah. You know, he, he, he uh, also, he was upset about the contract negotiations in 2011. Mm. And um, I touched on that in the book, and they got it done. And, you know, they told him, and Troy said this, he said, they denied using these words, and that made me angrier mm. that they were, uh, what's the word, um, uh, word for words, but uh, anyway, uh, he didn't like that. After Lamar Woodley was re-signed, he, he, the reigning defensive player of the year, went into uh, Art's office and said, you know, I'd like to remain here as Steelers. Why hasn't anyone talked to my agent? And they said, hey, we're done renegotiating for the year. Hmm. Tro- that's what Troy heard. Okay. And he does say the Steelers dispute saying those words. 
because what, two days later they signed Lawrence Timmons, re-signed Lawrence Timmons, extended him. And Troy, Troy was then very upset. And mm. he went into the uh, 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 he went into the owner's office, and uh, they got it done. And they told him that's not what we said, and that further enraged him. And so they got it done. So you know, and, and he retired in 2014. This was in 2011. So he carried that resentment to 2014. But that might have been it. I I can't believe that he's still resentful over that because they did get it done. Yes. If you remember, they shot that picture from the airport hangar. And so, but that was one of his, and, and nobody's saying, everybody seems to know that uh, what Troy is upset about, and people keep reporting it, and they know this, and they know that. Uh, nobody said anything about that contract negotiation, and, and he was upset about, you know, being cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, well, he, it he happens thought, to all of thought, us. It happens to all of us. He was going to go. He was going to go work out harder than ever and make a comeback once they did that. But then he said, nah, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. I'm, I'm going to spend time with my family. You know, I, 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 the whole thing about it is this, this I hope. I hope that the, there can be a, a bridging of the two sides and that he can, uh, he'll come you know, back into, not that he's out of, but you know, to, to just let bygones be bygones and put it yeah. together. Because he's too great a player. He's too yeah. beloved by his teammates. He's too beloved by the, the city of Pittsburgh and, and everything, you know, and the organization. So go ahead. My guess is he's my guess is he's beyond that. I don't think he has any resentments. I just think he's yeah. Troy. Yeah, you know, that's true. He, he doesn't like ceremony. Right. He doesn't like um, adulation. Right. Uh, and also, <laughs> he's in San Diego now, and he doesn't like cold weather. <laughs> Got that. And, uh, he has his kids. I mean, his kids. You know, Paisios is. Uh, last I heard, he was going to Italy for a big uh, soccer tournament. He was selected on some All America team. And, wow! And being that my daughter was only playing for all Pennsylvania teams, <laughs> I know how much that kept us busy. And uh, I can only imagine. We he has two boys, and and uh, Ephraim also plays sports and is very good I, I understand so he's doing all of that and uh i i just think it's just not convenient doesn't want to go out of his way to receive adulation and uh you know he and art met in the spring and my guess is that art was making sure he would come and if they put him in the hall of honor yeah oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. just a guess that's just a total guess so the fact that he was Name to the Hall of Honor tells me that he would come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's hey, a good point. Hey, that's a great point. Hey, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, did you hear about uh, uh, James Harrison coming back? And what do you think about that? I don't really like it. I I, I like James, and uh, you know, I I I am not. I was not as upset as other people seem to be when he went to New England after he was cut, and you know, whatever kind of uh, um, poor display of teamwork that he showed in sleeping in meetings to get cut. That is why the Steelers do not keep demoted starters for that very reason. Mm. So T.J. Watt was just too good at the time, and, and James didn't play, and however he handled it, uh, he got cut. And uh, I, I have no problem if you get cut. Go wherever you can to get a ring. Go Absolutely. To you're not hurting – you got cut. 
Why does any why Bud Dupree was upset? Why does Bud care where you chose to try to get your ring? Now he wants to do this. Great. I'm assuming he kept himself in shape. Great. I'm assuming he can still play. Great. But you've got Highsmith for one uh, deserves this because he's showing. Right. And Olaf for two. I assume it's been working hard because he's still getting his playing time. Yeah. But so, you know, you you got young guys working hard, and all of a sudden you're going to bring in uh, um, a, a blast from the past. What does that send message? That's just not that's just not how Mike Tomlin coaches. It, I, if it was an emergency situation, yes. But, you know, Ola, he wears 92. He's built like Harrison, and he blows people up on yeah. special teams just like Harrison. Right. He's deserving of that number three position. So I that have was, no problem with having Ola number three. He was my camp phenom. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Wex, I, I, I like how you put that all together. You know, I, I in my mind, I think that's James just being James, having fun with uh, yeah. the yeah. The Twitter face or whatever the the snapper Twitter face. I don't know the snapogram. Snap-a-gram? I, I don't know. These are things I, I'm no, not familiar I, with. I, 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 I don't think he's just having fun. I think he is having fun, but it's not just. I think he he wants to play. The chance to get a ring. I don't know. I, I see. I for me, you know, the the thing about the tempering of the body. This would be a, a tough time unless you know the guy does stay in shape, awfully yeah, great shape. But he's done it once. But here's the problem, and I think you you nailed it. The fact is, Alex Highsmith, this is his time. This yeah. is time. You know, and, this is an opportunity. And, and Ola. Yeah, and you've got to be able to find out can these guys play? Yeah. And let me uh, add this. What's that? Let me add this. Yes. Well, you you just hit it right on the head. Uh, they have a, a really difficult decision next year with Bud, yeah. whether to pay huge money that they don't have, right? You know, yeah. and try to make it work. And right now is a good time to see whether you want to go for that struggle or maybe resign Juju instead. If you see Highsmith and Ola can handle this, right? That, so that's a good it, point. And I don't know that bringing James in is going to secure you as a having uh, bookends uh, of, of high caliber, higher caliber than what you have right now. Well, if you remember, too, it took James a while to get back into football shape because you can only yeah. get in football shape by playing football. Hey, Wolf, but uh, it's easy now. Yeah. Well, everybody, yeah. It's a little it's bit easy. different now in the it's COVID. A, yeah. It's not, it's it's not, not quite the it's same. It's not hard. It's not like when <laughs> we were uh, challenged. It's a little uh, bit different, yeah. yes. No question well, James, about it, but go ahead. It was really hard for him to get in football shape the last time. I remember I remember how hard it was after practice for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's not a guy that likes to admit to being gassed. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> He, he he struggled with that. He hated it. You know, I'm, I'm assuming he kept himself in better shape recently than he did at that point. Well, the only thing I can say is the one moment that I really remember about him getting gassed above all others was Super Bowl 43 when he went the right. hundred. He went yard, and I remember when Doc Bradley was over him. I was on the sidelines there, and I saw you know he's just laying there, and Bradley's looking down. He's down. And all of a sudden, I see James reach up and shove Doc Bradley away. You know, right in the mug, push him away. So when Doc came back, I said to Doc, I said, "Well." What what happened? Why did he push you away? He goes. He told me, "Get out of my face! You're sucking up all the air." <laughs> <laughs> I could have used that story for the book, Wolf. I'm you sorry, know. brother. I could have given it to you too. 
Hey, Wex, we're going to have to roll. I'm sorry, brother. We're going to have to roll. But, hey, how can we? How can a guy out there get a book that's going to make somebody's Christmas? JimWexel.com. That's W-E-X-E-L-L. I'm all over the Internet, so it should be easy to find. But JimWexel.com. And then after you purchase, if you want me to personalize it to so-and-so Merry Christmas, instead of just signing it, I sign them all. You yeah. Personalize. Hit contact. Ooh, okay. Thank, thank it'll you go for right to it'll go email will go right to me. Thank you for signing it for me. Uh, yeah, for both of Jimmy. us, we appreciate it, man. God bless you, brother. You guys like it. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. So far, so good, baby. All right, thanks, Wex. Man. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break, uh, and when we come back. Bruce Gradkowski. Oh, the big G. Yeah, the so big G. So you got to get G. glory days ready to go. Glory days ready to go. Uh, we'll we'll take a break and we'll be back after this. Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin Wolf. Welcome back to the locker room, everybody. And before we bring on our next guest, you can subscribe to Sirius XM's Best Package. All access gets your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and taxes apply. See offer details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting, where you can find all Bruce all the time. Let's bring on our next guest. Bruce Gradkowski. <laughs> yeah, the big G. From Dormont. And uh, we bring him in. And we love him. And uh, he's a good buddy. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Brucey, uh, how you doing? What's up, guys? It's always, This is my favorite time of the week. So it's great to be on with you guys. And uh, crazy that the Steelers just got done playing a Wednesday game. So, yes. Right. Uh, man, insane. You know, quick turnaround. Bruce, how funky would it be for you as a player because you're much closer to your career than Tunchin? <laughs> so, how funky would it be to be 26 years away? <laughs> Boy, we're old. You're really old, Tunch. So, so how weird would it be to start and stop and start and stop that game preparation as you're getting ready oh. to do it and then have to reload all the time? That, to me, says everything about why that game went down like it did. No, for sure. You know, because people can say, um, you know, when we talk about the Steelers haven't had a bye yet and stuff like that, people are like, oh, well, they get time off. You know, the game got postponed, but they don't. people don't understand. As a player, you're always constantly, you know, wired in mentally. You know, right. you're just kind yeah. of still focused. You know the game's coming up. Um, so in those situations, man, it's tough because 
you're, it's like you're on the edge of your seat, right? You're ready to play. Oh, wait, you're not. Oh, wait, you're ready to play. Oh, wait, another few days. Like, so it's back and forth. That's why I think the, the game was sloppy, you know, and, and Tomlin said that, and I think Tomlin's going to play it up that way because I think this is the best thing that happened to the, could happen to the Steelers right now. But you have to give them a ton of credit, man, because at the end of the day, it's about just coming through with a win, finding a way to yes. win. And that's what they've been doing this year. And I just, you know, you got to give Tomlin a lot of credit for the leader he is in managing these times, these ups and downs. And, uh, it, you know, it's been fun to watch, uh, definitely from, you know, the comfort of my home and couch and eating popcorn and all uh-huh. that. So uh, <laughs> the, way he's, the way he's managed this situation has is, is, is been great. You know, Bruce, one of the things I think you just touched on was, uh, I've, and I've read. Snacks. <laughs> yeah, which is close to my heart. But um, <laughs> when you, you know, a joke that my dad told me years ago, and I've told this before, but I'll, I'll share it with you. Uh, you know, he said there was a farmer who had a mule, and he brought the mule out, and, you know, he had to get him ready to do some plowing and stuff like that. He said, so the first thing the guy did was he uh, gets a two-by-four, and he smacks the mule right between the eyes. And the, the kid goes, Dad, why did you do that? And he goes, well, first got to get his attention. Do you think that Mike Tomlin was getting their attention with that post-game press conference that kind of called them all out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and probably not even the, the uh, press conference as much as that's probably exactly what he said in the locker room. I right. mean, that's the great thing about Tomlin is he's going to tell you like it is. So I'm sure in the locker room, he was saying the same thing. He was like, guys, this wasn't pretty. We were bad. I mean, all three phases. You know, you fumble apart. You know, you give up a third and nine run at the end of the half like that to give the Ravens an opportunity to be uh, right down on the 3-4 yard line before half. Um, you know, offensively, you can't score in the red zone. You know, a few, you know, four downs, you can't convert. And uh, So, I mean, honestly, it was it was a good game for them to get back to the film, get back to the grind, watch it, improve on, and, and get ready, man. Because, look, Washington's record isn't good. Yeah. But it's it's almost like they're finally coming into okay, this is who we are. You know, we have Alex Smith at quarterback. Um he's stable, he's a veteran, he understands the game, and then we have, you know, a strong defensive front. And I think it it's taken Washington this long because of the injuries early on in the year. And then even when Alex Smith first started playing, I mean, we're still congratulating him for overcoming the injury. Right, but I right. think we're past that now, and now it's real football. So I think Washington has kind of settled in on who they are and who they have around, uh, you know, Alex Smith and the guys. So, uh, Brucey, uh, one one thing I wanted to ask you was, do, did, did they drop passes because they didn't practice? You know, that, and that's a good question because we were talking about that the other day, and I don't think it's because they didn't practice. I mean, of course, repetitions help. And so not having practice, you definitely can get in, in a lax. And, you know, but it's, it's mental focus. You know, anytime you drop a pass, it's how focused in were you. So mm. I think practice helps with that. And, you know, as the weather changes and gets colder, I mean, the ball is, it's, it's hard, man. It's coming at right. you. It's not, it's, it's not easy. So, Yes, your level of focus has to go up, and anytime you drop a pass, it is just a lack of concentration. And I think practice does help that because practice, you're you're on top of it. It's every day, day in and day out. That's what you do, 
and you actually just have one day rest before the game. So I definitely think that played a little part of it. No question, because practice. as you're moving, <laughs> practice, Ellen Iverson, practice, we're talking <laughs> about practice. But the fact is, the practice keeps you locked in mentally, right. focused into the end of the week when you know that the testing period is coming when you're going to put it all together. And part of that is building up the mental RPMs. You know, you can't walk out in the NFL field and go, okay, let's kick it off. I'm ready to go. No, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a buildup through the whole week where you're mentally and physically and emotionally and even spiritually getting ready to go and do something that's highly unusual for 99.99% of the people in America right. or in the world. Well, and, yeah, and, that, and that's a great a great point, too, because it's it's not even the mental side – but it's the physical side. I mean, you you saw what happened to the Ravens over there. You know, a full a uh, few tweaked muscles. You know, right. RG three pulling up with a tweak cami. Um, uh, you know, Marcus Peters I think tweaked something or was cramping up. So right. that plays into it when you're not even the week of practice. Like during the season, when you're at this point in the season, practice isn't like. You know, I mean, it's full speed, but you know, game speed is much different. So even though you're getting practice in, the game speed's always a lot faster. So just think, imagine not practicing at all and then going right to game speed. I mean, now that's a different tempo, and now you have to react and move quicker, faster, more decisive, and that's when those injuries happen. You know, it stinks with Bud Dupree, and I'm not saying that's the reason he got hurt, but, you know, just, um, you know, those type of things tend to happen, though, when you're not practicing every day. You know, uh, Brucey, you, you transitioned from the hard NFL to the easy NFL. Good point. Uh, uh, so uh, <laughs> when you... Well, that's true. Yeah, when you transitioned, uh, what was going through your mind? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point, because when I first came in the league, I mean, we still had two-a-days every day. I right. remember being in Tampa... And, you know, we'd come out for the afternoon practice. And in Tampa, Florida, you know, Disney Wide World Sports Complex, you're looking up and you're like, oh, man, we might get some thunder today. You know, like, <laughs> is this practice going to go on? And uh, and you'd get fired up if you, if you had an afternoon off or right. just, a, just a helmet's practice. And so it, it was a different day and age. So it was basically probably after my Raider days when I got to Cincinnati – that's when it changed because that's after the lockout. That's when kind of the CBA and things were different. And then you come into a different NFL, you know, and you guys are right. It's not as, um, I don't want to say grinding, but not as physical, physically taxing right. during training camp, especially now. Like, but that's, you know, honestly, that's the day and age we're at. Like coaches have to take care of their guys. They have to figure out the best way to get their guys to Sunday healthy energized, mentally focused, and prepared. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about wins and losses. And that's what Tomlin does better than anyone I've been around. You know, the thing about it is we used to have a saying back in the day, and I'm not, I know you'll get a chuckle out of it. We used to say back in training camp, well, if you run out of players, just open up a new can of players and yeah. add water. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's the way it was back in our time frame. But let me ask you, going going forward with Washington, um, this is the second game with its, you know, of three in a 12-day period. Right. The ability, and Mike Tomlin referenced this, playing a lot of young people or some a lot of defensive people 
and while well, as much people as possible to spread the reps out over the guys. How important is that? Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I think Tama does a good job too with, uh, you know, guys getting their rest days and, and things of that sort. But that, when it comes to it, guys, I mean, you know, players don't like practice. I mean, no, no one, <laughs> no one actually wants to practice. We want to oh, we love practice. Come on. We went out and did one-on-ones. <laughs> yeah, we, we ran we, stairs. We yeah, did headbutts, but, you know. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and we did yeah. uh, run blocking. Yeah, you two are different animals over there, right? We're not – you're talking to a quarterback now. I'm high maintenance, you know. I'm, you, you know, I'm a little spoiled over here. But, hey, hey, Bruce, you know, so let I, me tell you the story real quick. You'll get a kick out of it. Sorry. After my first child was born, I'm in the hospital, you know, uh, with my wife and everything like this. And we had a, a – it was a wicked hard Wednesday practice. So I came after practice, and I'm dehydrated. We were on the Three Rivers turf. Yeah. It was in September. It was 90 degrees. And I'm, I'm sitting there, so my wife gets up. She's walking, you know, like they haven't walked the halls. So there's no other chair yeah. in the room, so I lay down in the bed. <laughs> I'm laying in the bed. So Touch comes in with Sharon, right? He comes in, he looks, and I'm laying in the bed, and here's, here's my wife coming down the hallway walking. And he goes, you fat pig, get out of the bed. I was exhausted from practice, you know. Goes, uh, what are you doing? I love it. And, you know, and tell me if this is true, that I heard you guys used to practice so hard all these two-a-days, and you would purposely not try to drink water and stay hydrated because everyone was walking down to the corner bar to have a beer after practice. Yeah. <laughs> So Chuck said to hydrate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> replenish your fluids was right. was the term that he used. Yeah. Oh my heavens! Uh, I, I played I played three games in twelve days my rookie year. I think it was when I was starting. You know, it's it's a quick turnaround for right. sure. Um, but it's you know it's the mental focus. I mean, Tomlin's the best at no excuses. Uh, he's not going to let you make excuses or get lazy mentally. Um, and that's a compliment to him. So they just have to take care of business at the end of the day and try to still find ways to win, and that's what they've been great at this year. When you look at this uh, Washington football team, what do you think the first obstacle that presents itself to the Steelers? I think it's protecting the quarterback. I mean, I think Ben's done a phenomenal job all year getting the ball out of his hands quick and fast and decisive. But at the end of the day, too, this is a fierce pass rush. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like the Ravens had a pretty good game plan against the Steelers, trying to limit some of those um, quick passes and stuff like that. So I think that's the first initial thing is how do you protect the quarterback, you know, and, and try to continue to do what you've been doing offensively. All right. Well, I look at this, and I and, and the first thing, as you said, that crossed my mind, then I, I immediately remembered, is Marquise Pouncey going to be back? You know, and that's mm. one of the things that, yeah. um, you know, J.C. Hassenard did a fine job, though. I will say that I think the young man acquitted himself well there. Yeah, no, I mean, but anytime you lose or have, like, a, a veteran captain of your football team right. out, I mean, Pounce leads up front. I mean, he's the guy communicating the calls, uh, getting everyone on the same page. And it's just, you know, having Pouncey out there, though, it's more than the physical uh, part of the game and, and even the mental calls, but it's that leadership he brings in the huddle, right. the yeah. fierce competitor that he is. It's just, it's just great having him out there. All right, Bruce, thank you so very much. We appreciate you coming to the locker room as always, coming big, coming hard, and giving it to us right straight between the eyes. Love you, buddy. Take care. <laughs> yeah, love you guys. Have a good weekend. Have All a right. good one, man. Love you, bro. Take care.
right, uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with calls. Calls. Yeah. What, what number would you call if you're going to call? Uh, four one. Don't give out your number, you moron. Two nine one nine one three one six. here is everything that we do uh, we continually acknowledge the potential for adversity um, not only in the game of the football but in, in this environment and so it's infused in in everything that we do whether it's a, a virtual meeting a walkthrough or a practice uh, it requires no special attention or or agenda you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And that was Mike Tomlin talking about uh, not backing down. And, uh, you know, he he, he was uh, talking about uh, the COVID situation. Right. And, uh, you know, he's he's got it. Uh, he talked about the potential yeah, right. for adversity in right. any form of yeah. preparation that they're doing. Yeah. No question. So uh, the, they focus on uh, going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I like best, and we're going to go to the phone in just a moment, but I want to remind people, you know, we can tend to focus on the negative. Right. Right. But one of the things that I, I absolutely have talked about, think about, the running game, the much maligned running game. Right. When you needed it most, what'd you do? You right. had thirteen yard ripoff by Benny Snell. What'd he do? It ate up the third timeout of the Ravens. Then you had the two minute timeout. Then he goes seven yards, he goes two yards, and if you go back and watch the video and run it over, you're gonna see the purity of what a one yard, one inch battle was all about between right. Benny and Jalon Ferguson, because Benny won. And that says everything. That sealed the victory. So we can focus on the negative, but you can, you got to, to me, I like to focus on the positive. The positive was at the very end of the game, when they needed it most, the running game came through. They blocked, the line blocked, and Benny beat Jalen Ferguson. So uh, we're going to go to the phones. Uh, Scott in uh, the North Hills. Scott, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. I actually had a question for Craig. I've been trying to figure out what makes it so hard for guards to move inside and play center, too. I mean, it's not brains, and snapping the ball can't be that hard. Um, Skill sets seem to be that they should be the same. Um, I get the difference between inside and playing a tackle, you know, phone booth versus boxing ring. I just don't understand why... Center and guard are so different. 
Well, first of all, Tunch can speak to the center, but I never played center. Right. And here's the thing about it. You, th- you, you might think that a shotgun snap is no big deal. Right. You might think that snapping the ball to a quarterback is no big deal. But when you have a 350-pounder sitting on your nose, when you're directing traffic, when the clock's winding down, when the code words are coming out and you have audibles and all kinds of things going on, you're the center. You're directing traffic to the rest of the line. The rest of the line's talking to the front side and the back side, depending on what the play is. All these things are going on simultaneously with the defensive line calling out their adjustments, their, uh, you know, uh, whatever they're going to, you know, packages that they're going to run. There's a lot of stuff happening in a short period of time. And you add in a loud crowd and a lot of noise, which I know it's not happening now, but normally that's what you're going to get. There's just It's just a lot of stuff happening. Scott, you know, when I came uh, to the Steelers, I looked at Webby and I said, I'm not. I'm not ever going to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you moved. It moved out the yeah. tackle. But the point being is maintaining that mental discipline right. and remembering the count. You know what the most frequently asked thing is once the huddle breaks? Right. What's the count? What's the count, <laughs> guys? Because guys, you know, you tend to focus on the play and secondarily think about the snap yeah. count. Yeah. And then you know the center's going to go. It's it's on one. It's on one. It's, yeah. You know. And so that's what I would I would say to that. Scott, you got to get off the ball quick. Yeah. Uh, as the center, you got to get your hands into the nose tackle yeah. uh, quickly. So does that help at all? Well, a, a little. It just I mean, I've listened to some of these guards. Like Ramon Foster is a bright guy. Yes, he is. I can't imagine he would have difficulty figuring out, especially as a veteran, you know, how to make the line calls and all. Um, and I mean, how much quicker does a center have to be than a guard? Well, here's the thing about it. Um, he's got to be the first one taking off, right? You know, you got to anticipate that snap count by just a hair so that everybody else is on sides. Cause the center can't be late. If, if the center's late, everybody's off sides. So, uh, if you're saying what's the big difference, the, the, the good thing is that you've got a guard on each side. So right. it helps you in pass protection, things of that nature. But for a, a guard, you know, it's about pulling. It's about getting out. They don't pull a lot of centers. Right. There's guys like Damani Dawson and uh, Marquise Pouncey can pull, and some other guys they'll pull. Uh, but they don't. They're not real fast. Let's yeah. say, okay, um, in today's game. But you know, there's uh, essentially those three guys on the inside that triangle. They're very similar. But again, I I think you're discounting just the enormous amount of pressure in getting a good snap count. You think about Mar- Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. He's had a couple of snaps. You know, John Skura, or Matt Skura, the center from uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Where's got it? benched because he rolled four snaps back. Yeah, he, he It's he, hard when you got yeah. a 350-pounder sitting right on your nose yeah. looking at you, getting into your mustache at the snap. And I never uh, I never snapped a, a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't like that. So... That's uh, and you're right. Ramon Foster's a brilliant guy, but M- Ramon would tell you he wouldn't want to snap the ball all the time in the shotgun. That can be a little tricky sometimes. Well, you know what? Get him on him. Ask him the question. Hey, would love it. We've already had him on. We love the big ragu, and he's invited anytime he wants to come in the locker right. room, my friend. Okay. Well, guys, thanks very much. And- you all betcha. Right. All right, Scotty. Thank you. Thanks, brother. God bless you. All right, uh, let's go to Juan in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing fabulous, Juan. How are you, brother? You got something good to talk about Monday? A little little prediction, yeah. maybe? You've been on a roll. I know, I know. Before I get shout out, shout out to our guys, the 30,000 breakers, plus one shout out to those guys. Hey, yesterday we was having problems with the telephone, a hey, wolf. I oh. got a suggestion. I think that was um, Belichick come cooling <laughs> and because they don't have a good season. That could be it. Belichick messing around with the gremlins. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay, uh, uh Wednesday night game, it was sloppy, but like you guys said, a win is a win. They don't, we don't care about that. Now we got the W. Right. And game ball, game ball for Wednesday on offense. Got to go with Juju because he scored a touchdown. He was fighting for extra yards. Right. So got to give it to Juju. And on defense, you got to give it to Jumpman Joe with the pick six because that really raked it. That was the that was the win. If we didn't get that pick six, we would have lost that game. You know, there's a lot of truth there, buddy. That's right. And uh, yeah. uh, you know that that you know they battled. They battled in the fourth quarter. Oh, they did. You know things just aren't working. You can't. Right. You know, there's times when you can feel like the mojo just ain't happening, and you've got to muscle the mojo a little bit. And that's what they did. They got it done. And again, I go to the running game, the much maligned running game. At the time you needed it most, the running game came we, through. We got it. Yeah, and like you, you guys were spoken yesterday. Benny Snell, that was a Derrick Henry stuff for me there to that guy, Marcus Peters. Yep. He's, yeah, Marcus Peters took his place along with Josh Norman, his uh, horizontal stiff armed uh, victims, shall we say. Yeah, so with uh, Monday, with Monday is uh, rush hour again because it's going to be rush hour at 5 o'clock. <laughs> yep. Those guys, they, they, they had the number one um, pass ranked defense, so. Those guys are pretty good because they got all my Bama boys on those lines. So I know how those guys get down. We don't have to protect Ben because those guys bring the heat. They do bring the heat. They're tied with uh, uh, Philadelphia for the second most sacks in the league. But we have the best saccaration group in the in the league. So we have the best offensive line. In it's going to it's going to be it's going to yeah. be a great battle. Yeah, Ben only was sacked 10 times this year. Juan, we got to roll on because we're almost to the end. We got to try to get another guy on, all right? Thank you, brother. Appreciate you and love you, you, man. Appreciate it, brother. Love you guys. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, we got less than a minute, brother. We got to get you in, though. Well, that. Hey, guys. We're doing fine. Like I said, we're going to have to make it quick. Sorry, brother. It's been one of those crazy mornings, but we had to get you in before oh, yeah, the know. action was over. Okay, I've been listening. Uh, game balls. Uh, Hayden for the 12-yard uh, 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 pick six. Uh, uh, at the end of the, the second half, uh, the second uh, the interception in the end zone, uh, Fitzpatrick, got to give him a game ball. And uh, got to give the O-line a game ball for protecting Ben. I got to give Coach a game ball for chewing their butt out at the end of the, year, at the, end of the game. Uh, not a whole lot to say. Uh, just uh, appreciate all the guys calling in on the Baker's Dirty Dozen, and uh, also appreciate the, the corrective criticism. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, in closing, um, in this house, we are diehard fans. In yes. this house, we are very passionate. In this house, we are still a nation. In this house, we are family. It's a black and gold thing. In the meantime, and in COVID-19 between times, at 11 and 0, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Well said. CR, that was well said. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you.
All right. So uh, we got we got to go to break. We're gonna take a break, and uh, we'll be back with it after we'll, this. We'll be back after <laughs> this. themselves in terms of conditioning um, for when we ring their bell. And we are ringing Alex Highsmith's bell now, so it'll be exciting to watch him uh, respond to it. But it'll also be exciting to watch his growth because growth is associated with experience. And no doubt in the, in the upcoming weeks, he's going to be gaining a lot of that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin was talking about Alex Smith, and he's talking about development and growth. Right, Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith. See, yeah. I, this is going to be a problem yeah. all through the game. You got Alex Smith and Alex Highsmith. Smith, yeah. So, you know, we got to keep each other on our toes, right, reminding right. each other which one we're talking about. You know, and uh, and Alex Highsmith uh, is developing. Yes. And, uh, and the growth process is right. something that Mike yeah. is excited. As he said, it's associated with experience. The more experience yeah. you get, the more presumably you grow into the job. So right. hopefully beginning with um, Monday – we're gonna have an opportunity to watch the young Highsmith grow into this job. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to uh, watch. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the phones uh, in Cleveland. Ed in Cleveland, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, gentlemen. Long time no talk. Oh, yeah, how yeah. you doing, Ed? How you doing, Ed? Uh, good. I try, tried to get on yesterday with you, but you know, I seen the the phone something wrong with the phone, so I just just hung up and listened. Yeah. We had gremlins yesterday. I think Belichick tried to bring us down. Right. Right. Belichick, yeah. Yeah, Our computer expert looked a lot like Belichick when he came in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, just, just real quick. Uh, uh, I, I was listening and I heard RG, RG3 say something about uh, about him. He's not got hurt in the uh, – in the second quarter, they would they would have won the game. Yeah, um, that's what he said. You know, yeah, I, I you know, I'm not I'm not sure if he he know he knew this or not, but they had 90 yards passing for the whole game, and 70 <laughs> 70 of it came on uh, that uh, McFart or what, whatever that kid from Penn yeah. Penn State's name was McSorley McSorley yeah, so I, I don't know where he was getting that from. Anyway, uh, just a couple game balls I like to give out to TJ. You know. Right. One defensive player of the month. Was it the second time this year he's got team defensive player of the month? I wasn't sure. I thought maybe he won it earlier, like September or October, too. And and also Joe Hayden too. 
Joe Hayden was I mean, outstanding. I mean that when he I, undercut that route when Prochet when when he made the outcut, wow, that was yeah, something. Yeah, he that was, was a gut reaction. He was in the flat and he was in cover two and he uh, uh, attacked the ball. Oh, he did. <laughs> Listen, as as he intercepts that ball, I'm uh, I'm talking to my buddy and, and I I be honest with you, I didn't want him to score because I got Ben and Chase and. Ebron in my fantasy, so I want them to get the points. <laughs> Here it comes out. We really, really needed those points. So it was great that he did score in, in the end. So I'm pretty glad for that, you know? Absolutely. You selfish you know, guy, you. You're sitting there worrying about your fantasy team. We're all Steeler fans. we got to worry about them hey, first. Hey, Wolf, my defensive fantasy team, who do you think that is? Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. That, that's the Steeler. So okay. it doesn't matter in the end. But anyway, uh, so and on, on offense, uh, I, I really want to give it to Ben. I mean, I know people say something about that catch that Washington made on that, what was it, third and six, a 16-yard catch or right. whatever it was. But did you guys see the replay on that ball? Ben dropped that in between oh, three yeah. guys. I mean, I mean, it was actually an easy catch. When he first threw it, I was like, oh, no. And then you see the replay. And it was actually an easy catch for, for James. It was probably one of the easier catches of the night out of all those ones we we dropped. And I just I just think that Ben's running this offense to a T, just the way he likes it is what what I think he's doing. I, You know, I know Randy's our offensive coordinator, but I think in the end, you know, I think Ben's running the offense. Yeah. He, just he... want to make – Go ahead, Chuck. Well, he, yeah, he, he he's running the offense, and uh, he looks good. Uh, you know, he understands uh, uh, the uh, routes, and he understands the uh, uh, coverage. But here's the thing. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer in waiting. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have a great amount of knowledge coming from you. Ben that, yeah. that Randy wants? Here's the thing yeah. about it. If you talk to Randy – Randy has no ego about it. Right. Again, exactly. I go back That's to why Ben loves him. Absolutely. When it, when they played the Chargers last year in that soccer stadium, right. when he had Duck, all right, he had a week and he's getting two, three quarter different quarterbacks trying to be ready to play a game. And a guy that wasn't even on the team when they came out of training camp. And I remember after the game walking up the tunnel and I remember slapping him on the back and saying, What a great job you did getting Duck ready for this game. And all you could feel was Waves of tension flowing off him, and he just smiled at me and goes, it's been a little rough week. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, you yeah, know, yeah. I so appreciate Randy Feetner because he's a great mind, right. but he's also not one that lets an ego stand in the way of that's making I, decisions. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about him. And then another quick little statement. I, I want to talk about the Cleveland-Tennessee game this week. If Tennessee does us a favor and beats Cleveland this week, I'm pretty sure we got the division wrapped up because I can't see us losing to Cleveland in week 17 if we need that game but that, I, that'll give Cleveland four losses we only got four to go so I think I think the division will be ours Baltimore already has five five losses on the year and they're done they can't win the division and uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was ACL tears I tore both of my ACLs my left and my right when I I, I was I was like a little bit like touch going in that little uh, flag football league stuff hmm. I tore both of my ACLs Wolf, I have no clue how you played the rest of the year with the torn ACL. I mean, you have no lateral movement. Everything, if you just, did you just bull, bull, bull block well, the guy in front of you? Well, no, no, no. But you understand, I got it. I did get an operation. I, they did cut out the ACL. 
But I, I didn't get any reconstruction. I still, like I said, played 11 games despite the fact that I was out a month. And, and you know, but uh, last year he had to get a knee replacement yeah. because of that. <laughs> well, 25 years later, there you go. They're coming for me. I had my surgery. I had I had both of my ACLs replaced, one in 95 and one in 1998. And uh, my knees are still good right now. I don't have any problems. I'm 50 years old. I'll be 50 years old. And, I mean, I feel, I feel good. I don't – you know what I'm saying? I don't have any – like sometimes you feel the rain, you know, right. the rain's coming in a couple of days, but that's about it. I mean, I don't feel any like daily work pain. I work on my feet 10 hours a day. And then the, the last thing I got is, you know, what do you guys think about Devo coming for what, if we play Kansas city in the playoffs, doesn't he own that guy, Eric Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it know, might be worth it just but, to sign him and have him stand on the sidelines and look at Fisher. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was getting. Not to play, but yeah. Look at Fisher. Anyways, thanks for having me in, guys. I appreciate it. Love your show. Listen thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Call. I'm All listening right. every day. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you, brother. Love you. Thanks Love so you, much, man. And here's the thing about it. I always said after Debo and Eric Fisher would go out, i go, you know what? Eric Fisher, he doesn't worry about the you know the boogeyman. He's afraid to look in the closet and find Debo. <laughs> That's his nightmare. That's right. Let's oh. go to the phones. Mario in New Jersey. Mario, welcome to the locker room. Hello, and thank you for having me on. I have a game ball I wanted to give out to Washington, and I also wanted to send a name out, maybe Alec Ogletree, I think his name is. Maybe he can help us uh, on the on the um, linebacker position, maybe, hmm. if he can. I don't know. I, I know he was let go from the Giants. I'm sorry. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I'll say this. Uh, I, I got to tell you something. Alex Highsmith has shown me enough that I believe he deserves an opportunity right. to start. Yeah. And the problem when you bring in a veteran, another veteran, is it takes reps away from a young guy. So right now you're going to have to make a decision, and the coaches are best positioned, Butsy's best position to make that decision. Is Alex Highsmith – worthy of that starting job and obviously he said yes he's seen enough he wants to see out of this kid here and now is the moment then that alex highsmith has an opportunity to uh, put his hand in the proverbial mike tomlin pile and get it done yeah yeah excellent that's good also but how do you how do you um uh, bring somebody in when we have a um uh, when the when the trade is over Uh, i explain that kind of scenario to me because when the trade line deadline's over we can bring other people in after you that, pick them up. They're free agents. They're people out on the street. Yeah, they're, they're people out on the okay. street, and you uh, grab them. Uh, and but uh, you know, I don't see the uh, the the challenge because Alex Highsmith is going to be good. I think he's got that. Okay, yes. I agree. Let's let's hope, let's give him a chance, right? right. Oh yeah, yeah you got five. Uh, what we got five games here that uh, you, you've yeah, got. Yeah, we can, we can yeah, I have no I doubts in my mind. And remember this, Ola Adeni is an is a guy that okay, Ola, he's Tunch Ilkins training camp phenom. Adeni is also got one of those guys that is capable of playing and getting some snaps out there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, Ben. Thanks. Great for talking to you guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it so much. All right. All right, we're gonna uh well, we got a little bit of time left. What do we got left? One minute? Okay, we got one minute left. So uh, we appreciate everybody. Stay tuned because uh, this is going to be a good game Monday. Right. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see the opportunity, if it's grasped, grasped 
by Alex Highsmith. I think he's capable. I think we're going to see the launching of a, another young buck in his career come this Monday night. It's going to be a challenge. Yes, it'll be a challenge. But you know what? Uh, Alex Smith is a guy who's come a long way back. Um, he, he's won two out of his three starts. Right. There's a lot of that uh, you know, great good feeling. Oh, he's overcome an injury. But you know what? I think he meets a stone wall in Heinz Field. You know what? What uh, we uh, have uh, uh, boxed him up when he was playing for Kansas City. And I think they're going to continue to box him up. Look, we have a pass rush that um, it's exciting that what these guys can do and get after it. I think they're going to be able to do the job. It's going to be a it's going to be a brawl, right? You know. So, all right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Stay tuned. Uh, you know, the game comes up Monday. We'll be back with more Tunch and Wolf in the locker room next week. Yeah, but, 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 but.